Uh, Jesus didn't just come to give us a new life. He also came to show us how to do life successfully. A whole new value system, a whole new way of doing things. See, if, if we want different results in our life, maybe we need to be doing things differently. And the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but the Bible says Jesus came to give us life and life abundantly. The issue is, are we living an abundant life or are we just getting by and holding on by our fingernails? Because even as Christians, we can do that. You know, we, we wait to get blessed, you know, away out yonder when we go up there. But what about the blessing down here? God wants to bless us down here so we can be a blessing. And the Bible, it's the handbook for life, isn't it? And if we're going to do life well and do life successfully, then we need to get into the Bible and understand what the Word says. Because when we hear that Word and then we apply that Word, we're building a house upon the rock. And when the storms of life come against us, our house doesn't fall because it's built upon the rock of the Word of God. You know, after a terrible, difficult couple of weeks, <laughs> I've had a difficult couple of weeks. But the words too. God's faithful. God's trustworthy. But people aren't always. People can let you down. Organizations can let you down. You get told all sorts of things. But God is true. The truth is actually an absolute. We live in a society where everyone says my truth is just as valid as important as your truth. No, it's not actually. Unless we believe in God's truth, that's the only truth, and that truth is absolute. God sets the standard. And we need to make sure we are living a life by God's standard if we're going to live life successfully. And today I want to speak about words, works, and wonders. Three points, three W's, and make a wonderful Baptist. If someone wants to dip down the nearest Baptist church and say, hey, Brian's got three points beginning with W this morning, they'll all come in to see me. In fact, I'm not sure that I'll get round to the three points because as we begin to get into, into words, I got a bit stuck just in the words bit. But you'll see up here, can you, can you move that on, please? Just to, see, God wants us to be fruitful in all three of these areas. This is my new website, www.brianatjesus.com. God wants every one of us to have a new website from today. Whatever your name is, it's www.nickorjohnawhatever.jesus.com. And every time you see a website from now on, you see www, think of words, works, and wonders. Words, works, and wonders. You just think of it. You can go home now. That's the best bit. You've heard it. You can have your own website. WWW. Words, works and wonders. All these three things need to be living and active in our lives. We're going to be guarding our words. But there's going to be works that people can see in our life. Not just fruit. You know, acts of service. And it all needs to be wrapped up in the supernatural power of God. That's how we're going to demonstrate Jesus Christ and his kingdom. And he's all three of these ingredients. All three of these ingredients. 
You know, I'm going to start with words. You know, when you go to the doctor, they often say, stick out your tongue and say, ah. So could you stick out your tongue before Dr. Jesus, please? Say, ah. My goodness, some of you got big tongues. again I can't believe what I'm seeing here some of you are seriously ill some of you are on the point of death two or three of you are healthy your doctors can tell an awful lot by the tongue God can do the same thing he can tell an awful lot by looking at a tongue and what a tongue is being used for and our tongue can actually affect our health or affect how much blessing and satisfaction we get in God. We need to learn to guard our tongue. In case you don't believe me, the Bible says this. On Judgment Day, each and every one of us are going to give an account for every word that we've said. There's been an idle word. Think of that. Matthew 12. 34 to 37. I've just put it down the end. But I say to you that for every idle word that men speak, they will give an account for it on the day of judgment. When we stand before the throne of grace, our salvation is okay. We're going to have to give an account for the idle words that have come out of this. Stick your tongue out again. No, don't. don't That's scary. That's scary. Oh, it gets worse. It gets worse. Come with me. The tongue dictates the direction of our lives. This dictates where we're going. It dictates the direction of our lives. In case you don't believe me, the Bible says this in James chapter 3. For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in what is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. Indeed, we put bits in the mouths of horses that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at ships. Although they are so large and driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Consider what a great forest is set in fire by a small spark. The tongue is also a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. Corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. The tongue. You ever seen a big ship? You know, some of them now 250,000 tons. And he's got this little rudder at the back. He turns this little rudder and it takes the direction for that ship to go in. And that's what he's saying that our tongue does. Now, that's pretty serious. What direction is your life going on? It's a lot to do with what's come out of here. And it's so easy for this, you know, for the tongue to be used by hell and to set things in fire in a wrong way. And we are called as the people of God to be a blessing, not a curse upon planet Earth. And the sad thing is, blessing and cursing come out of the same mouth. So we need to take charge of our mouth. Sometimes we need to bite our lip. Count to ten, whatever it is, it's much better to shut up than to speak something out that's negative. 
because it will have an effect upon you and the people around you. The tongue dictates the course of our life. I mean, look at my body. One goes. Could we roll in the drums, please? Now look at my tongue. Compared to the size of my body, compared compared to the size of my body, it's very, very small, isn't it? But this dictates where this goes. And that's serious. That's serious. Very serious. There's a few things I could say, but I want to move on. We can kill or give life by the power of the tongue. Bang! Proverbs 18.21 says, His death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Those who love it will eat its fruit. What kind of words are you speaking into and over your own life? What kind of words are you speaking into and over the lives of other people? Are you killing people or bringing life? Are you encouraging them up, building them up, or knocking them down with this? Death and life are in the power of the tongue. You've heard someone say, well, I'm glad I've got that off my chest. They feel great, but there's all these people around them shot and wounded because it's been like a machine gun. As they've got it off their chest, everyone else around them is getting wounded by the words that come out of their mouth. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. I just wish that God could open our eyes so we could see in the spirit realm what happens when a word comes out of our mouth. I believe it would change our lives forever. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. So how's your tongue today? Killing or bringing life? Jesus said the words that I speak are spirit and their life. You see, I believe for Christians, it's even more important what we speak because we've got the spirit of God within us, the spirit of life, and we can speak out words of life into people's life and bring about change. We are a prophetic people. And a lot of it's got to do with this. Death and life and the power of the tongue. The tongue has a lot to do with whether we're satisfied with our lives or not. Proverbs 12, 14 says this. A man is satisfied by the fruit of his mouth. How satisfied are you with your life at the moment? Nothing ever works out for me. Life is terrible. I've always got aches and pains in my body. When I get older, I'll probably get arthritis. God answers everyone else's prayers. never answers my prayers. I'm fed up with this. It's there all the time. Words are coming out of our mouth. They're coming out of our mouth. And they're certainly not doing us any good when it's like that. We're actually harming ourselves. And we're not exactly the best company for other people, are we? I mean, who likes being in the company of people moaning and groaning all the time? I don't. Do you? Well, do you? Well, then, <laughs> let's change what's coming out of here. We can do it. See, the truth is this. Our words are like seeds that will eventually produce a harvest. Remember the parable of the sower in Mark 4, 14? Jesus said, the sower sows the word. When he was talking about seed being sown, you're talking about the word. 
or these things that agree with the Word. The sower sows the Word. Words are like seeds. Words are like seeds. When we speak out a word into our own life, it's like a seed drops into a spirit. When we speak out a word into someone, it's like a seed going into the spirit, and that seed can produce a good harvest or a bad harvest. In Genesis, it says this, Genesis 8, 22. Remember, after the flood, God, God made this promise to Noah. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. Seed time and harvest will not cease. Now, whether we believe in that or don't believe in that, I'm afraid it's a spiritual law and it happens. You not believing in it won't affect that one iota. Seed time and harvest will remain while the earth is here. And that's in the spirit realm as well as in the natural realm. Galatians 6, 7 says this, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. What are you sowing? What are you reaping? If you're not happy with where you are today, then we need to look back at maybe some of the words that have been coming out of our mouth. We've maybe talked our way into where we are today. In fact, I believe we have because it's a spiritual law. Seed time and harvest. It will work for us whether we believe it or not. Isn't that annoying? Wouldn't it be much nicer if we didn't believe in something that didn't work? Man, that would be great, wouldn't it? I don't believe in that. Well, I'm sorry, it's going to work whether you believe in it or not. (laughs) Seed time and harvest. It will produce fruit after its kind. If you plant the seed of an apple tree, you get an apple tree. Don't get a pear tree, you get an apple tree. You know, it will produce seed after its kind. It will produce. And you can do whatever you like, you won't stop it producing. What happens is when words come out of our mouths are like seeds. And if we keep speaking out that kind of stuff, these seeds are going to take root in our hearts and spirits, and we are going to reap a harvest, be that good or bad. And it's the same when we speak stuff in the other people's life. If we keep speaking the same thing, we're going to produce a harvest, good or bad. So how satisfied are you today? What have you been speaking into your life? What have you been speaking in other people's lives? Words are powerful. Words are seed. They're living and active. <laughs> Here's another one. Thank you. Does it seem like God isn't answering your prayers? Have we been there? Jesus says this. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, it shall be done for you. Well, if he says that, why is it not happening? Well, he does say there's a condition there. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, the word has got to abide in us. The word. And if the word is in us, it will come out of us. But we've got to get the words in us. There's something else that we do sometimes. We pray about something, and once we've prayed about it, we say, well, I'm glad I've prayed about that. I know it's never going to happen anyway. It won't work for me. I don't know why I bother praying, actually. Well, once we've prayed, we need to keep saying the same thing in agreement with our prayer. We need to keep saying that. You know, it's not just a saying sometimes we, we need to be seeing as well. When we pray, what are we seeing as the answer to our prayers? I remember Colin Ackert and the 
had a couple of his elders praying for this lady who was sick. And they came out of the room, and the two elders stood there and said, well, what are we going to do about a funeral? And Carla said, we just pray for God to heal that lady. Why are you talking about a funeral? You see what I mean? They prayed for one thing, but then the words coming out of their mouth were about something else, totally different. They didn't agree with what they'd said in the first place. And we don't even realize we're doing that sometimes. We pray for God to do something, but then I was just getting to the nuts and saying, well, it won't work for me. I remember when I was in a brain hemorrhage 30 odd years ago, and three of us as elders went and prayed for in Catherine General Hospital. And uh, she received a healing, praise God. She said, praise God for that. But one of the elders said to me afterwards, Brian, I saw a coffin. Why did he bother praying with me? I should never get any. <laughs> or if she get any, she got out of it quick. You know, these things matter. Because so often Christians are confused. Why are my prayers not getting answered? Well, if we, if we watch what's coming out of here, after we've prayed the prayer, it'll give us an answer. Because once we see that answer, we've got to keep speaking the same thing towards that answer until it comes. We can't change our confession. Even when we've been praying for, if we're ill, and we say, thank you for that, I receive this now in Jesus' name, we've got to keep speaking up, by stripes I'm healed, thank you for the, the healing that's taking place within me until the full harvest comes. Because if we receive prayer and then we say, well, I feel no better, God didn't heal me, and then we're finding, what's the point? We're going to keep speaking the same thing. We're going to keep agreeing with God. It's seed. Seed will produce after its kind, a good harvest or a bad harvest, whether we believe that that's true or not, because it's a spiritual law, seed time and harvest. Who wants a good harvest? Man, I want a good harvest. In these last two or three weeks, I've been tempted to let some words come out of my mouth, believe you me. I've been in contention in three fronts with kind of top people and all sorts of things going on. And I'm saying to Alison, it appears that nothing is happening. I don't trust anybody out there doing this, but I trust God. It will be done to us according to God's word. And God's come up trumps. But man, I was tempted to let this come out the other way and go, who wants a fight? That's what it felt like. But I know enough of them used to guard my tongue. And if I can't speak out in agreement with the word, I shut up. Sometimes Alice will say, you're not saying much. Not worth it. I know the power of this. Especially in difficulties. Especially in difficulties. And very often, what is coming out of here dictates how long we remain in the difficulty. See, God is always testing our faith. He's always preparing us for more anointing. And the sooner we get this lined up with his word, the sooner we get out of the difficulty. Because he's teaching us something in the middle of the difficulty. And God is always teaching us faith, because without faith it's impossible to please God. So the way out of the situation is faith. Because the Bible says God will not allow us to be tempted beyond which we can stand, but with the temptation will provide the way of escape. I have always found, without exception in my life, that way is always forward. It's always forward by faith. 
the way into the promised land is by faith. When Moses sent the spies in the first time, two of them come out with a faith confession. The other ten had a confession of doubt and unbelief. What happened? They didn't enter the land. They didn't enter the goodness and the promises of God. They had to go around the wilderness for another 40 years. Then we tried it all again. But Joshua was a wise man. He learned from it. He only sent in two spies the next time around. Can you imagine that? Two million odd people and animals sent 40 years in the wilderness because 10 people come out and spoke rubbish with a tongue. Now think of that. Think of that, the magnitude of that. Even the experts now in the medical profession would tell us the, the speech center dominates the brain. You know, psychiatrists teach people that they've got problems. Start to speak over yourself, I'm getting better every day. I'm getting better every day. I'm getting better every day. You know, the words that we hear out of our own mouth are more powerful than the words that come out of someone else's mouth. I've got so many scriptures and different things I confess every day. God loves me and accepts me. I love and accept myself. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, like Rob was saying. God loves me. I love myself. I say that. I love myself. I love people. I will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. I believe these things. The Bible is true. God is true. It's impossible for God to... I'm speaking these things out. I know how important they are. Because I will grow into what I believe. Because these things I know will take root in my heart. And they will become faith in my heart. Words. What a difference words can make in our lives. In the lives of others. Well, think about this. Imagine Jesus laying hands upon you this morning and saying to you, from this day forward, you will have whatever you say. Jackie, in the name of Jesus, from this day forward, you will have whatever you say. You just think of this. You just think of the power in this. From this day forward, you will have whatever you say. Whatever you say. The problem is we spend our life saying what we have instead of believing we can have what we say. We're focused on the problem, not the answer. We're speaking out the problem all the time instead of speaking out the answer. And what happens is the problem gets bigger and bigger until this mountain gets so big we even lose sight of God and what we need to do is start to speak out the answer. Sow the seed of the answer. Speak it into your spirit until you will reap the harvest. But stop speaking the problem. Begin to speak the answer. So you just imagine today Jesus has come along and laid hands upon every one of you. From this day forward, you will have whatever you say. And that means good and bad. That means good and bad. That's powerful. That's scary, actually. Now, does it mean the first time we just speak something out? No. But it's a seed. And if you keep speaking out that negative thing, that is going to get into your heart and spirit, and then you will begin to leave that thing as true, and you're going to reap a harvest. That's the way it works. You see, God has given us a way of living life successfully 
so we can live from the inside out above our circumstances. We can rule and reign out of a spirit man and we can live in the victory and the victory that overcomes the world is our faith. And faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. We're meant to be a faith-filled people. It's not an optional extra for the Christian. Faith isn't just, well, I'm going to be in faith on Sunday but not on Monday. Faith is a lifestyle. The just shall live by faith or the righteous shall live by faith. We're meant to be walking, talking and acting in faith. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. And we all want to please God because we love Him, don't we? This man... The power of the tongue. The power of the tongue. Mark eleven twenty three. Jesus says this. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain be removed and cast into the sea, does not doubt in his heart, but believe these things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. So we need to stop saying what we have and start saying what we want to see. You just start speaking the answer and stop speaking the problem. Because the law of seed time and harvest works whether we believe it or not. Listen, it's in the book. If you've got an issue with us, you take it up with God. I'm just a messenger. <laughs> well, before you repent, Stick out, stick out your tongue again. Let God see you again. You're looking a bit better now than it was when you came in. Now, seriously, I'm going to lose the Holy Spirit here and give you time to repent. I've been repenting. It's not easy. Another way to gather tongues to pray in tongues, isn't that? You know, isn't even God wise in that? See, God knew we'd have a trouble, that we'd have trouble with us. We all have trouble with this. When we pray in tongues because it strengthens the spirit man, it's easy to control our tongue. Isn't it amazing God gave his tongues and one of the things that tongues does is control the tongue. Isn't that wisdom? I think that's wonderful. But I'm just going to pray a prayer and I'm going to give you a minute to repent. Because we've all spoken negative words over other people, over ourselves. You know, Sometimes we speak out self-imposed curses because we're speaking them all. I'll never do that. I've done it in my life. Even when I was a kid, I remember saying some things. I'll never do that when I grew up. I grew up and I was doing it. Because I spoke it out over my own life. And we've all spoken rubbish over the lives and over the lives of other people. So I'm going to just restore this, but give you a minute to repent, and then I'm just going to bake things off. And I'm going to ask God that he'd begin to help us open our eyes to see this truth, particularly the law of seed time and harvest, that we would move on to the abundant life that Jesus has got for us. But the only way we're going to do that is by doing things his way. God's ways work. That's good news, isn't it? Can we stand, please? Father, I just thank you that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Lord, so much of that is done through the words that come out of our mouth. 
God, we, we, we can cause tremendous problems with death and life and the power of the tongue. But Lord, I just pray as individuals of the church that you would help us to, to just give us more revelation of this truth that this law of seed time and harvest and, and what a powerful weapon the tongue is. And we can do ourselves and others good by just taking control of our tongue and speaking out words of encouragement, words that line up with your word over our own lives and over the lives of others. But Lord, I think we need to repent first as well. I just loose your Holy Spirit here, Lord. Just minister to us. And if, if the Holy Spirit is specific, if he shows you someone or something specific, name it. If not, just say, Father, I forgive all the negative words come up my mouth over these, whatever. But if you bring someone specific to mind, just name it. Father,